Hello and welcome to Please Feed My Bookworm Thoughts. I'm Cassie from My Thoughts Literally. Hello, I'm Brittany from Please Feed the Bookworm. Welcome back. We have a very exciting podcast for you today. Um, I feel like we should probably tell people when we're recording this versus when we're posting it because we're going to have a little bit of a distance between those two because of Easter and stuff. So today is Sunday, March 21st, yeah, 20th? 20th, yeah. 20th, Sunday, March 20th, first day of spring. Bring my Yeah, could have fooled me. It's snowing here. Really? Yeah. Snow I, yeah, not not really a lot. It's just sort of flurries. But. Mother Nature, you are drunk. Yeah, right? Go home, Mother Nature. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as usual, we're going to start the podcast by talking about what we're reading. So, Wait, yeah. Oh. Tell them what we're reviewing today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got ahead of myself. Okay, yeah. I'm excited. I get it. I know. I just want to talk about what I'm reading. Um, but, yeah, today we have a really exciting review for you today. We are reviewing Rebel of the Sand by Alwyn Hamilton. Definitely an awesome book. It was released March 8th mm-hmm. by Viking Books for Young Readers, which is um, a division of Penguin. So, if you guys want to pick it up, you definitely can. It's already in stores, and it's been getting some pretty awesome reviews, and they are definitely warranted. So, we'll have a little bit more on this book later. But now, yeah, Do you want to do, like, a quick synopsis? Um, yeah, you know what I'll do? Well, you do, you do, you're better at that than me. It's <laughs> coming out funny. Uh, do you want me to do a synopsis or read the back of the book? Whatever you feel like you want to do. All right. Well, we read, so we just read the back of the book? Yeah, I'll read the back of the book. Um, so I actually have the UK edition, so it might be different. But um, Dustwalk is an unforgiving dead-end town. It's not the place to be poor or orphaned or female. Yet Amani Elhiza must call it home. Amani wants to escape and see the world she's heard about in Campfire Stories. Then a foreigner with no name turns up, and with him, she has a chance to run. But the desert plains are full of dangerous magic. The Sultan's army is on the rise, and Amani is soon caught in the heart of a fearless rebellion. An epic story of swirling deserts, love, magic, and revolution. Nice. Yeah. I don't know if it's the the U.S. edition. I don't have my book anymore. But it's definitely a little different. The U.S. The U.S. on Goodreads is a little more dramatic. Oh. Fun. They talk about handsome foreigners and years of dreaming of leaving home and gallop away on a mythical horse. (laughs) Murderous sultan. Help her unlock the powerful truth of who she really is. That is much more dramatic. Good work, Viking. (laughs) All right, so let's talk a little bit about our blog stuff and what we got going on. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about what we're reading first, and then we tell you what's going on on our blog. So I am still reading Wink Poppy Midnight. I, it's 
I'm just having a slow time, but that's okay because it happens to all of us. Holidays are around the corner. Things are a little, you know, hectic sometimes. When you have kids, especially, and Easter comes, that's what happens. But Wing Poppy Midnight, I'm almost done, and I obviously just finished Rebel of the Sands. I'm kind of floundering. I don't know what to read next, so we'll see how that goes. You know how it's a flip coin flip for me most of the time. Yeah. You've got some exciting stuff you're reading. Yeah. Um, well, I'm about to finish Exit Pursued by a Bear by E.K. Johnson, um, which is a retelling of a winter's tale. Uh, and it's, it's definitely more serious than I thought it would be, but I still really like it. It's, it's kind of more of an issue contemporary than uh, a mystery, which I thought it was more of a mystery going in, but um, I'm really liking it, and I have about 100 pages left. Um, I read like 150 pages in it yesterday, and it's short, so. Yeah, can I just tell you, after after we talked about it on the last podcast, well, you talked about it. Yeah. I thought it was about, you know, a girl being chased by a bear. I read a synopsis. And then I thought uh-huh. it was really dumb because it actually deals with some like pretty heavy topics yeah. like rape and yeah stuff like that, discovery. Yeah. So it's a pretty yeah. deep book. Definitely not what I thought. Yeah. And it actually is uh, more, even deeper and more serious than the synopsis leads you to believe. Um, but I think that is what makes it good. Like it's much, it's a book that YA needs, I think. So I'm into it. Um, I also just started uh, Lady Thief by A.C. Goggin, which is the second book in the Scarlet trilogy. Uh, I was not planning on reading this whole series, but I picked up Scarlet on a whim because I have it on my Kindle, and I just thought I'd read it as part of the Rock My TBR challenge, and I really liked it, so I put a hold on the next two books from the library and they both just came in. So I'm just like throwing caution to the wind and finishing this series because it's really good. Reads like historical fiction, but it's a Robin Hood retelling and it's really interesting. Fun. Love Robin Hood. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, it's definitely like, really good retelling in terms of the intricacies of what it does with the story like you it's a pretty familiar story and it does a really good job of playing with those tropes and playing with the characters so I really like it I'm interested to see where it goes because on some aspects it's slower with the plot of Robin Hood but in other aspects it's faster which sounds weird like some of the things that have happened are way ahead of Robin Hood, but some of them are not at all. Like, I think Prince John is just coming in in the second book. So. I get it. I get it. Is, it, is be, Robin Hood a girl? No. Will Scarlet is a girl. Okay. I thought I thought it was like a kind of gender, gender type of thing, but good to know. Yeah. It is gender meant, but not Robin Hood. Okay. So. Get it. Um, and then I'm also reading, or reading, I'm listening to the audiobook for Elantris by Brandon Sanderson. 
um, trying to continue with his Cosmere, and that's the next step for me. Yeah, Anderson's all new to me, so I just soak up everything you guys say. I'll follow along slowly. (laughs) Yeah, I'm slower than I would like to be, but, you know, it's, I'm just, like, squeezing it into, um, into the reading schedule, and, um, I really like the audiobooks for his stuff, so when I'm not doing a reread, then I'm planning to listen to one of the audiobooks. You're savoring them. I am. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot. I'm trying to finish the whole Cosmere by the end of the year. So if you're not familiar with Brandon Sanderson, he has a lot of books that take place within the same world, even though they're on different planets. They're kind of interconnected in this universe called the Cosmere. Um, Not all of his books are part of the Cosmere, but most of them are. Uh, The only Cosmere books I've read so far are the Mistborn books. So I want to read the rest of them by the end of the year. How many are? How many are? How many are in the Cosmere? Yeah, yeah. Oh man! So it's all the Mistborn books, which I don't know. What are we up to now? There's six. And there's gonna there's gonna be so many. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and then the Stormlight Archive only up to two books right now. Elantris, Warbreaker, The Emperor's Soul. Um, I think that's it. So, uh, uh, three, nine. We're up to 11, but there's going to be maybe 14 and then more from there. But there's also some like novellas, and there's a lot to the Cosmere. I like it. I like books that are in the same world but, like, different situations and different characters. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I'm I'm interested to see this one because it's my first Cosmere book that's not within the Mistborn world, which I'm really, really familiar with at this point. So I get to experience a new world and see how it connects to the world that I am familiar with. So, Are they bringing the same narrators from the previous books? Do you know? No, it's a different narrator. Narrative. He always has really good narrators in his books. Yeah. I mean, the, what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, I really like the narrator for the Mistborn books. Um, and actually, the, the narrators he has for the Stormlight Archives just started doing A Darker Shade of Magic. That's good. They, um, they did A Gathering of Shadows, the two of them together, which... Should be interesting. I'm not, I haven't listened to the Stormlight Archives books yet, but the fact that the male and female in um, Adsum are also those male and female characters is kind of interesting. Yeah, sorry to the narrator of A Darker Shade of Magic, but. Um... <laughs> yeah, we didn't like it too much. Nah, you're a fan. I'm okay that it's being recast. Me too. Um, actually, Warbreaker, that audiobook was just recast, and I have the new narrator, and I've heard from some blogger friends that um, they're much better. I think it's a female now, where before it was male. So now we'll talk about what's going on on our blog. 
So what's going on now in your blog, Brett? Oh my gosh, I um totally forgot that March fourth was my two year blog anniversary, which is crazy because I never thought I would forget it, and I was totally yeah. one of those people that totally forgot it. Somebody wished me like happy two years. I guess I was on their like ca- their calendar or something, and I was like, what? two years oh my god and then it's now been like two weeks and I forgot it even again so <laughs> yay but I'm gonna have a big thing you guys I'm I just want to thank everybody who follows me and all my friends and I feel like I've been given so much I just want to give back as much as I can to you guys so I'm gonna have some really awesome giveaways and maybe some fun games I just haven't thought of them yet but I will very soon it should be up this week. And I also have been plotting a post on how to make time for blogging. A little discussion post to give you guys some tips on what I do or what you could do to squeeze some more blogging into your life. Cool. It will be interesting. Ha <laughs> ha. Is blogging at work one of them? <laughs> it is not, but it, it's going on the list right now. <laughs> I might blog at work sometimes if it's slow. If okay, I do. I blog at work all the time. <laughs> you can blog while working. Paid yep. blogging. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so on my blog, I feel like I'm very, very review heavy lately. Um, like the last, I just sort of word vomited all the books that I was reviewing this month. Um, so there's that. <laughs> um, yeah, so in the next couple weeks, I'll be finishing up my, um, retellings. So obviously the books that I'm reading right now, I will have reviewed and then, um, April. So when this goes up, it'll be almost April. Um, so April, I'm doing not really a theme, but my theme is just Arc April, which if you're not familiar and you are a fellow blogger, um, our friends over at Read, Sleep, Repeat, uh, Octavia and Shelly are hosting this thing where um, we are encouraging ourselves to read all those arcs that have left, gone unread. Um, so my net galley is becoming disgusting and I want to try to finish up some of the BA books that I never got to in preparation for BA this year. So I'm going to do Arc April and try to read eight of my unread arcs. I like it. I don't want to sign up for that right now, actually. Yeah. I'm going to wait till sign up for <laughs> until my life. <laughs> TBR for the month is up, but I told them I'm signing up. <laughs> so that's a fun thing. And I don't think it has to be like arcs that aren't released, right? It could be like any arcs, any arcs you have. No. Yeah, you're right. It it can be any arcs. Like if you have a pile of unread arcs that you haven't had the chance to get to, it's encouragement to read those. Like I'm probably gonna read some books that I got from BA two years ago just because I have so many unread ones from them. Yeah, you guys might have heard this. They do ARC August, but I mm-hmm. it's ARC April also. 
So that's it's a fun thing to do. And it, it's very encouraging because we talk and, you know, talk to each other yeah. and kind of help each other out. And it's just, it's a fun mm-hmm. thing. You should definitely sign up for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. They usually do chats and they'll have giveaways and um, posts where you can check out what other people have done. And it's cool. It's a great, I, I like Dark August and I know they were thinking about doing another month. Um, so I'm really excited that they're doing April and they're, I think they're, no, I'm thinking of something else, but yeah. So plus it's, it, plus it's, it's and Shelly. So yeah. yeah, I mean, can't go wrong with those two. Right. Totally. Hi guys. <laughs> All right. Should we get into our review? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So Again, if you guys didn't listen earlier, I don't know why you didn't listen earlier, but we are reviewing Rebel of the Sands by Alwyn Hamilton. Um, favorite part. All right. Favorite part. No, into the spoilery. We got to do first our uh, non-spoilery <laughs> review. Emma just blew up that whole book for everybody. Yeah. It would have been awesome. <laughs> Um, so if you didn't listen to our last review, the way that we'll do this is first we'll talk about a non-spoilery feelings, and then we'll let you know this is going to be the spoilery part, and then we'll just sort of explode with feels and spoilery stuff. So right now, non-spoilery, what did you think of the book? Okay, I really liked it. It's uh, obviously Middle East meets Wild West. And it sounds so strange. I didn't think it could be done. But it was definitely pulled off. The only thing that kind of threw me for a loop was every now and then um, they would use phrases like, I reckon. And I was like, uh, wait a minute. So <laughs> I thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> but um, it was really great. I really am into this whole Middle Eastern trend. I just read... The Wrath and the Dawn, The Forbidden Wish, mm-hmm. Blood Passage, and this. So I am on like a full Middle Eastern kick, and I love it. Especially when there's like gin involved, because I'm obsessed with them. So all good. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, I'm on a Western kick, so um, also the Middle Eastern. I like. I really loved it too, and I really like the combination, and I think it works so well. Um, like, sometimes you'll read books where there's a lot going on and it just feels messy, and here it did not. It worked so well and added a lot to the setting, which was probably my favorite part because it combined two things that I, two trends that I've been loving lately. I've also been reading a lot of the, the Middle Eastern kind of stuff, and I have some planned coming up. Um, so, yeah, I loved it, too. Um, the way that the author combined the those elements plus the fantasy and mythology, I feel like it kind of has something for everyone. So um, my only thing is that there was some weirdness with the pacing. Um, like, I, I ended up putting it down because it started to drag. And then when I picked it back up and I had 100 pages left, I just flew through those last 100 pages. So um, 
I thought it was a little slow kind of towards the middle, but there was lots of twists and mysteries along the way, and I did not solve any of the mysteries, like none of them, which is weird for me. <laughs> that is weird. Like none of them. I mean, I kind of solved one of them, but I didn't. I, I just kind of am trying to give myself redemption by saying I kind of figured it out, but I didn't. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which we'll talk about in the poetry section. Well, now, what do you think about the characters? The main character's name is Amani. Mm-hmm. What did you think about her? Um, I liked Amani. Uh, I, she, I thought was a really good female protagonist that is sort of tough but vulnerable i liked her development i'm not sure that i mean it's kind of interesting because in the beginning she is really like the tough like typical ya female protagonist but i think throughout the story she sort of changes and becomes a little bit more vulnerable and unsure of herself and i kind of liked that development because um you know, I'm not necessarily always the biggest fan of the, like, overly tough females. So I thought she was good. Character-wise, I, besides Amani, everyone else just confused me. It was hard keeping track of who is who and how they're connected. And there's just, like, a lot of different characters. And... um I liked Amani, and I liked the other characters, but it was hard keeping them straight. I totally, I totally agree with that. Agree with that. I, 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 I thought Amani was very tough to the point where in the beginning, she was almost like kind of too like brisk and like, I'm going to survive. I don't care. I'm leaving you behind if you're slowing me down. I don't care if you die. And it kind of was like, well, damn, like... I guess you don't really care about these people if you're so ready. It kind of bothered me a little bit that she was so willing to just wash her hands and just move on no matter what. But in her situation, the the situation she was in, she was so backed into a corner that she really didn't have any other options. And I'm sure that if I was in that position, I would probably do the same exact thing. So I can't fault her for that. But it was like mm-hmm. from the beginning to the end, it was like a a 180, like, she was like, I, you know, F you guys, I'm out, to let me see everybody, so I, I mean, I like that, but it was kind of, like, weird for me to see that go so quickly, but I guess that's the way it had to be, so I'm, it's not really a big deal, but that's kind of one thing I didn't like about it, um, but she was good, she was fun to listen to, she had such a smart mouth, and, um, yeah. Always talk back, and I freaking love that about her. Sheila, I don't think she ever didn't talk back to one person. Like, literally, yeah. not to one person. Even to her aunt in the beginning, when she's, like, really kind of down still, she's still, even though she knew she was going to get a butt whooping later, she still shot her mouth off, which was great. <laughs> so, I really like that part about her. Yeah. It was cool. And you're right, the other characters, I, I like them. I like the male protagonist Jin he was alright but it just mm-hmm. it was like a blur it wasn't really like anybody that stuck out to me 
Yeah. All right. The world that she created was how fantastic was it? Super fantastic. It was like <laughs> the best part of this book for sure. Really yeah. character driven. So for me to say that, it is definitely a big thing. So I know you're kind of more like plot driven. Mm -hmm. So the way she like incorporated all the mythology, I really liked it, but I kind of wish that we would have saw more of it. Like I thought mm -hmm. like if she would have added more into that middle portion where you said it was a little bit slow, uh -huh. it would have bridged some of that tedious travel. You know, there could have been some stuff in there, some like, I don't know, things that pop out of the sand. There's tons of stuff to work with. So that's my yeah. opinion. That's what I like to see. I like magical stuff. So that's just me. Yeah, I think you're right. I like that she slowly brought the magic into the world. I thought that made a lot of sense. But um, yeah, definitely could have done some stuff towards the middle there. Uh, I actually listened to a podcast where she was interviewed and talking about her, like, what inspired her to create this world between the uh, industrialized Wild West and the magical um, Middle Eastern setting. And I thought it was really interesting because she was talking about how while those two are really similar and they have a lot in common, it created a lot of conflict within the world because they're also very different and often at odds. And I think that definitely reflected in the book and was probably why I liked the setting so much because, you know, the magic and the Western stuff is totally at odds. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I could see how that would be a problem. Yeah. And I think that's why it worked because it didn't, even though it was that conflict, it added to the book instead of took it away. You know, like she owned that it was in conflict rather than being like, oh, these two don't work together. She was like, yeah, they don't work together. And I have to figure out how it doesn't work. Yeah. So but it was really great. We totally built a bridge around that. That was, that was very, very clever of her. Yeah. Um, we kind of talked about the plot a little bit. The pacing was weird. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I always talk about how I feel like the pacing is weird. I don't know. But I, I just felt like this one in particular had a strange timeline. Like, there was no reference to how much time had passed. And so a chapter would end with something super exciting, and then days later it would pick up with something different. And it just, like, so many times I was like, wait, that's it? Like, there's more, right? What happened in between those two events? But it just, like, didn't reference any time frame, and it confused me. Yeah. Besides the whole, like, slow middle part. I think at the end, they kind of said that they had been traveling, like, for two months together. That whole thing did not feel like two months. It felt like a week. Like, yeah. Like, skipping around and just, you're right, it was very kind of choppy. Yeah. I'm ready for the spoilers. All right. I'm ready for the spoilers, too. So if you haven't read the book, stop listening. Go read it. Come back. Listen to this part. 
because uh, we are going to talk spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, just like Amani did with those bottles. What? <laughs> Way to steal my thunder, dude. <laughs> Why? Was that your favorite no, part? No, not at all. Oh, but okay. you should go first for your favorite part because mine's kind of later in the book and we'll kind of skip through a lot of stuff for me. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, it's so hard for me to pick a favorite part because I thought there were a bunch of really great elements. Like, the beginning was awesome to me. Amani blowing up the bottles. Um, like, the, the shootout at the very beginning was really cool. Um, but I think, like... Mine, I guess, my favorite part is towards the end, too. Um, like, ready for the spoiler? Big spoiler coming. The fact that Amani was demi-gin, like, blew my mind. Yeah. And yeah. Seeing her do that magic, and her magic in particular, was just so cool. So, um, yeah, I think that that part, like, all the stuff with the gin towards the end, or the demi-gin, I thought was really cool. Yeah, so her was basically, yeah. like, she controls sand. <laughs> yeah. Not to be, like, a smartass, but that literally, literally is what it is. Yeah, I know, and it, it sounds super lame, like, yeah, whatever, I can control no. sand, but, like, you're in the desert, yeah. there's but sand as far as the eye can see. Yeah, sand is not to be trifled with. Yeah. And it's like, um, you know, in A Gathering of Shadows, when, um, oh man, A Gathering of Shadows, spoiler, when Lila's like trying to control the ocean and she can't do it. Um, I feel like with sand, it would be much easier to control a lot of it because it's tiny little grains. So you can just like, boom, move to grain, move to grain, move to a million grains. <laughs> That's a good so. point. That's a very good point. Um... I do kind of wish that we just saw, like, some foreshadowing of her magic. Like, she doesn't have to know what's going on, but, like, some little hints of it somehow mm -hmm. in the beginning. But I guess it's okay, because it was a total surprise, and it was really cool to see all the demi – is it demi-gin? I keep wanting yeah. to call them par-gin, because that's what they're called in Blood Passage, and it just – Part oh. gin, part genie. So anytime yeah. we say demi genie, it just means part genie, genie. Yeah. You know, not. Yeah. But I do think it, like, in terms of the foreshadowing, the way that they explained why she wasn't able to do the magic, I think made a lot of sense. Like the fact that she was always the girl with the gun, and she pretty much always had iron, like. The, where she lived, they have iron in the water, so she was constantly, like, stifling her power. Yeah, I skipped that part. So she never even, like, had little bursts of it or even any hints that she was maybe magical because it was always so stifled in terms of that she was always ingesting iron or she always had her gun. And so I think it made sense that there was no foreshadowing or no alluding to the magic. Like she didn't accidentally do stuff. She didn't like pull a Harry Potter and <laughs> do magic things without realizing it was magic. So I thought that made sense. I totally I must have skipped that 
explanation. And, and it, uh, duh, it makes sense because she's iron, you know, always has iron. Yeah. Do you think maybe the part in the beginning when she catches the Baraki, like she drops the iron nail she's holding and then she's able to capture it? Maybe yeah. it could have been a little bit of foreshadowing because no, supposedly nobody else can catch it with that. If you don't have a piece of iron, you can't do it. But she was able to do it. Yeah, maybe. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, that makes that sense. That makes sense. Maybe we're, you know, maybe there was some in there. That was way in the beginning, too. I wish we would have saw more of those guys because those were cool. Yeah. I wish she would have created a whole army of Rockies and been like, what? <laughs> Maybe she will later. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> um, oh, duh, my favorite part. It's yeah, tell us about The weapon. When we discovered what the big weapon that could level a whole city was, yeah. that was awesome. I don't remember his name, but mm -hmm. it was Amani's brother, and he was freaking cool. Yeah. And I kind of felt bad for him that he was so stuck on this twisted revenge. Yeah. But um, I like the way it played out. Yeah, I looked his name up. It's like Norsham. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Norsham. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really cool, too, that, like, Jin kept looking for this weapon, and he thought it was, a, like, a physical thing, and it ended up being the dude who we had met earlier in the book. And, yeah, I thought it was super well plotted. And, like, Amani had met him, and there was, there was like, foreshadowing there for the fact that they're related because they have the same eyes. Yeah, and... he was the eye thing. Yeah. Yeah, he was cool. Definitely. But he was in the dungeons because he mm -hmm. would not obey his orders to kill everybody in the city. So that was interesting because that's where Amani saw him again. That was a nice mm -hmm. little... Easter egg in there, you know? Mm -hmm. um, all right. The least favorite part is probably going to be the same for both of us. Mm -hmm. What is it? Travel monologue. Nobody <laughs> likes traveling in real life. We don't want to hear about it in the book. Unless something yeah. cool happens, which nothing really did. Yeah. I mean, I get it. You want to be like, she's wandering through the desert. Look at all this stuff that happens. There's camels and stuff. Really but happened. it was just What really happened? <laughs> she wandered in the desert. She got to a city that was destroyed. And yeah. went to yeah. another one. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, that's our least favorite part. <laughs> we agree. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think you're totally right that they could have done a little bit more with the magic during the travel stuff. But I also felt like I think I didn't like it because there was no timeline, you know? Like, it didn't say, after three days, we got to Yzmond, and, you know, it was just like, I'm in the desert, I'm in the desert, and it felt really repetitive. That's it. That's it. Maybe if there was, like, some sort of explanation of how long it took to get to places or how long, how much time had passed, it would have been a little bit better but yeah yeah we don't like the truck like yeah i hate travel <laughs> oh, I hate it. um the mythology we talked a little bit about it oh probably a lot about it but um, yeah <laughs> yeah i yeah i mean i also thought it was really cool 
seeing the powers in action was really cool. Um, it was kind of elemental, but not really. I'm I'm so picky on elemental magic because I always reference Avatar: The Last Airbender, and so if it's not like that, then I don't like it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, which is funny. You would think I'd be like, ugh, it's just like it. But no, I love that kind of elemental magic. Um, so I thought this the, the magic here was really creative. How everyone has sort of a certain affinity for the magic. And, um, like, Amani can control sand, and her brother is, like, fire, basically. Yeah. And there were, like, shapeshifters and people who could turn into animals and people who could turn into different people. I like the girl made of and, gold. Yeah. It was probably fire like, she was made out of, but it looked like oh, molten yeah. gold, they said. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and, like, everyone had a specific towel to show that they were part genie, which I thought was cool. Like, Amani's eyes, and the one girl had, like, purple hair, yeah, right? Yeah, the mark of a warlock. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was that was really cool. I liked the magic a lot. You did something really interesting, too, with, like, the parentage, the way she explained <laughs> how all these demgen came to be. It kind of confused me to be honest, but she gave really specific, a really detailed breakdown of how it happened. So I like yeah. that too. I like the thought yeah. that through instead of just saying, oh, these creatures are here. Nobody knows why. We know why. Because yeah. their daddy's got it on. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think um Character development is next. Okay. What? Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of the character development, I just wanted to talk about Amani's powers and how she was, like, learned throughout the book that she was um, Demi-Jin and that she had these powers and she couldn't control them at first, which I thought made a lot of sense, too, like, not necessarily that she was super powerful, but that she gets this power and she's like, I don't know what to do with this. And so she had to like not use it. Um, so I thought that was interesting because at the beginning she was kind of like, you know, the greatest shooter and like awesome at everything and to get something that could make her more awesome and to have her not be able to use it. Um, I thought was really interesting and I liked the way that it kind of affected her and as she's like learning about herself and being able to control it. Yeah, definitely her down a peg. Yeah, she lost some of her um, you know, self confidence. And that was a neat kind of transition because that's kinda of when she stopped also being like, Eh, I don't care if you die. I'm on my own. I just wanna survive. She started kind yeah. of thinking about other people, too, um, which is weird because they don't sound like they go together, but it kind of happened at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe it was the fact that she realized that she couldn't rely on herself anymore because she had this thing that she didn't know anything about. So. Or maybe she was just finally around people that she could actually trust. 
and she could rely on. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Because she hadn't had that before in her life, really, because her family sucked. Oh, my God, they were the worst. Yeah, yeah. Her family was awful. I mean, lots of families were awful. There was a lot of, like, family issues here. Um, With lots of yeah yeah with Amani and her brother but also like Jin and his whole yeah, family they were, they were quite twisted it was like <laughs> yeah. scandals within scandals and all types of stuff I don't remember everybody's name otherwise I would probably name it for you but yeah yeah I mean that's part of the family stuff that was so confusing was that there were a lot of characters who were children of the sultan because he had like you know historically the sultan had a harem and a bunch of wives who gave him a bunch of children so they were all like that's my brother that's my sister and i didn't know like (laughs) it's not nuclear family so it was hard to think about yeah that was kind of the yeah there's harems Uh, uh, yuck and Amani's uncle wanted to make her part of his harem. I don't think they were related by blood, but still, ew. But that's what they did, yeah. man. I don't know. I'm not cool with harems. Yeah. 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 Not necessarily. I'm glad she got out of that. She didn't have to be. Definitely. I hope her friend survived that got shot in the knee. I felt so bad for him. He probably oh, yeah. didn't, but oh well. What are you going to do? Not long. Do you go back Never to go Dust back Rock? to Dust Rock, no. They don't hear any news. Maybe it's just kind of when they leave, that's it. They're done. Yeah. I think. All right, next book. What do we think? Well, uh, before we do that, I think we should, like, talk about the political oh my gosh. stuff. yes. So, I mean, we touched about the Sultan and, um, you know, corrupt Sultan and the the rebel prince who's trying to overthrow him. Like, I'm, I'm such a sucker for that kind of stuff. I love a good rebel prince. Um, but honestly, like, this is where I was like, I was kind of right, but I wasn't right. I thought Jin was going to be the rebel prince. Um, and, like, I, I know it's that seems predictable and I would normally be like, well, yeah, it was great that it was a different person because it's so obvious that it was Jin. But I think that it was kind of a missed opportunity because there were so many different characters here and then to get behind a new character that is different from the one that we're seeing as our hero and our hero could take that role it just seems like a missed opportunity for me i didn't think about all right i feel that way too like i really lost kind of interest in the whole political aspect because it was just i don't know i got kind of confused between the two armies and i was just like all right whatever there's a prince yeah this guy's brother they want to overthrow this sultan. Got it. So I didn't really pay much attention, which is awful of me, but sometimes I skip over stuff like that. Yeah. I think that's all like you really needed to know at this point, and which is why I kind of think it would have been better if Jin was the rebel prince, just because, I don't know, it's like 
we want to overthrow the corrupt sultan, but I kind of want Jin to be the sultan. Yeah. I, um, I, I like that he isn't, though, because not that he couldn't be with Imani before, but now I feel like their relationship can, like, not happen. And it doesn't go down that road where it's like, oh, my God, you're going to be a sultan. I can't be with you because I'm just a demjin. Oh, yeah. You know, we don't have to suffer through that. I hate that. Yeah, yeah, that's always really annoying. Like, why? Who cares? I liked how they kind of explained why. Um, I don't remember Jin's brother's name, really, but it was because the girl, one of the sisters, had wish. It wasn't wish, but it was power of um, words. Basically, she said that somebody was going to be salt on the brother, and he was or something like that. They kind of made it made a point to tell why he was in the position he was as the rebel prince. So I yeah. like that they gave that explanation. He wasn't really particularly after it, I don't think. There was this whole thing about the trials. Did, was it the Sultan trials? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember yeah, what they're Yeah, I called. lost that whole part. I, it didn't seem to matter. <laughs> so yeah. I didn't listen. But, um... They gave some good explanations. She was very detailed at breaking things down. She didn't leave a lot of open ends, yeah. with the exception of timelines when they're traveling through the desert. <laughs> she, she cleaned up everything else pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I know what you're talking about, but I only vaguely <clears throat> remember what actually happened where she, like, because. Jin can't tell lies, so she, like, said that he would be at the trials, and then he had to be there. Yeah, so that's another thing they did is Jin can't tell lies. So mm -hmm. whenever they would say stuff, they would know it was true. Like, so-and-so's going to make it home today. They'd say it, it would be yeah. true. I thought it was a cool little touch. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was cool, too. Next book. <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> um i like i mean i usually like with trilogies and stuff like this if it has a specific ending like i hate cliffhangers so i like that this one had a specific ending but i'm also excited to see what happens next like i want them to overthrow the sultan yeah she definitely closed it but left things that could be further explored um I really want her to get back to her brother. Ani to reunite yeah. with her brother. And I want her brothers to like join into the rebels and make that happen. Is this going to be a trilogy? Do you know? Uh, I think so. There, I think there's something on Goodreads where they ask if it's, um, and she said it's a trilogy. I'm happy to look forward to more books. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see where it goes, but I'm into yeah. it. And apparently so are a lot of other people. So again, if you guys want to get this, it is out in stores. It was out March 8th. Mm -hmm. Rebel of the Sands by Alwyn Hamilton. Wild West meets Middle East. Cool. Well, thank you all for listening. And come back in two weeks. We're planning on doing a discussion um, with some tips for Book Expo America, aka BEA, which we're going to and have been talking about months and for months. months.
so I'm sure you're annoyed with us talking about it, but we're going to yeah, talk sorry. about it more. <laughs> but, you know, we'll talk yeah, a lot but... about the books that are there and stuff like that, too. So even if you're not going, hopefully you'll get to peek at what's coming out and what you're excited for and what to add to your TBR. So don't worry, you won't feel excluded. Yeah. Well, maybe a little, but not, like, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. And we hope that you like us and follow us and check out our blogs, please. Yeah. And hopefully, when this goes up, we'll be on iTunes because we're in the process of getting added to iTunes. So you can like us and subscribe on iTunes and leave us reviews and fun stuff there. Definitely. Thanks, guys. We hope to see you again in a few weeks. Thanks. Bye.